angels on the line, the angels on the line, the angels, the angels, the angels on the line. program um i lived in eureka um i ended up going to high school at cardinal ritter um then from there i kind of did a world tour well a u.s tour with my colleague but i ended up graduating from mizzou and that's a little bit about me i graduated in health science and now i work in finance um i live in dallas now wonderful wonderful thank you sydney for being on the call with us we're gonna go with across from me who we got hey hey everyone this is ronika moody I graduated from Eureka class of 2005. I also attended Rockwood South and Utah, Ele- Utah Valley at elementary school. So, hold on. What's it, Utah Valley? You get old. Show your <laughs> age. You got gray hair. <laughs> Utah you don't remember. Show your age. School. You don't remember. I'm like, Utah oh, Valley? No. no. Utah elementary. Shush. <laughs> um, I mean, I went to school for accounting. Ended up in, ha- in finance. I've been doing finance for over a decade. I have my own consulting firm, career and business development. So if you need me, hit me up. There it is. <laughs> Angel of the line, we will let you promote your greatness. Okay, that's what we do. Next to her, we got one of our newest people. Come on, young lady, talk to us. I'm Mackenzie Watson. I currently go to Eureka, and I'm a junior, and I graduate 2024. Uh. Come on. I'm Kalia Ashwood. I currently go to Eureka. I'm a junior, and I graduate 2024. Okay. I'm Anaya Triplet. I 
am a junior and I graduate in 2024. Okay. And I'm Kay, Kaylee Davis. I did not go to Eureka or I was not part of the DSEC program. I went to Sodan High School um, in Ashland for elementary school. I went to Harris State University for college. Um, I'm currently a community support specialist helping the youth as a caseworker. All right. Where did you get your degree? Are you, you're in school right now, right? I am in school right now. I go to uh, Lindenwood University in my master's in counseling with an emphasis in mental and clinical health. Woo! Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> and y'all know I'm Angel. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm just Angel. I'm just here to help. You got to give people what they want. I'm Angel. Class of 2005, Eureka Senior High School. Homecoming queen out here, track, basketball, <laughs> a little bit of everything. Got to let you know I choose success, you know, their advocate. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of dibby-dabbing here and there. You know, I choose, you know, everything I choose. I was just, I was just here to help and give people what they want. That's what I'm here to do. All right, that's enough about me. I don't care about me. My job is to give y'all the voice, the angels online, voice of the unheard. Amen. And we're going to talk right now because we're going to start with these young ladies because we have experiences that we've already discussed. Mm-hmm. Sydney has experience that she would like to discuss because it will relate to you that the focus of the Angels Online is to let these youth know that you're not going through what you're going through by yourself. A lot of times the adults have been through that already. So this is not brand new. What we have now are more tools for you to be able to be more successful and more productive in a society. And we have more opportunities to give you a voice and discuss what you feel instead of holding it in. Mental, whether it's mental health, whatever it is, we're here to discuss it and we talk about it. The Angels Online is focused on personal experience, professional experience, professional knowledge, and we are here to motivate, influence, and inspire. And as you can see, we are graduates of Eureka. We are graduates of Carter Ritter, Sodan. We are graduates, and we are all adults right here, and we have succeeded. Amen. The adversities that you are going through right now, understand we have been through them in different ways. There is no specific way to deal with an adversary. Life circumstances hit everybody in different ways. But regardless, life circumstances hit everybody. Amen. No matter what it is. COVID took everybody out. It didn't have a color to it. It didn't have a religion to it. It didn't have a sex to it. It didn't have a sexual preference to it. It didn't have anything to it. It took people out. Simple as that. So that's what we are here to discuss. That's what we are to let you know. My job is to give a voice to the unheard. And what it looks like to me is that you ladies have been unheard. And somebody more needs to hear your voice because your voice will travel not from just here, but from all over. Because somebody is scared to speak out there. And because you ladies took the the courage to step up and voice your opinion, a lot of alumni has heard you. And that's why you were here today. Somebody heard you. Okay. So I'm going to ask right now to, um, wait a minute. Y'all gave me three names, and y'all know I'm getting old. <laughs> Mackenzie. And you just called me old. Mind your business, mind your Mackenzie, how long have you been in the DSEC program, and have you always been in Rockwood? I've been in the DSEC program since, I would say, like, kindergarten to first grade. Because I went to a city school for, like, like a year. Like, two years, not okay. that long. Okay. And so, you, that, so, what middle school did you go to? I went to Fairway. No, I went to Wildwood Middle School. Wildwood Middle School. So you, uh-huh. so you've been in a DSEG since kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you said it's kindergarten to first grade, so I'm trying to make sure I wasn't tripping. Because she just said I was getting old, so I'm going back. You know, I'm making sure I ain't tripping. Okay, so you've been there since kindergarten. Where'd you go to elementary school at? Fairway Elementary. Fairway Elementary. Okay, awesome sauce. And then you're at Eureka High School right now. Yes. 
Kalia. Kalia. Okay. <laughs> Mackenzie, Kalia. We're going to say these over now. <laughs> right. Because we're not going to play these girls. <laughs> Mackenzie, Kalia. Come on, guests. Come on. Okay. Um, I've been going out in the Rockwood School District and been a part of the DSEG program since kindergarten. And I went to Gege Elementary in LaSalle Springs Middle School. And now I'm at Eureka. Okay. I've also been a part of it since. Wait a minute, tell us your name again. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Anaya. I know you, Anaya. I remember that. Anaya, talk to us. I've been going since, uh, in the program since uh, kindergarten. I went to Fairway and then Wildwood, and now I'm at Eureka. Okay. And up until now, Mackenzie, what's your experience been like? Um, So my freshman year was kind of rocky due to COVID. Then my sophomore year is when I joined the love program and became a part of BSU. But, but, but before that, because I don't want to confuse listeners. Mm-hmm. Your experience in, in elementary and middle school, they were just they were okay? Yeah, then I'm not going to say it was okay, but I, I then I, I didn't pay attention to it. I was young. That's what I, I want to that's what I want to hear. I didn't I didn't I'm not going to say yeah, I didn't know. I didn't pay attention or anything like that or I didn't I wouldn't speak up if I was like I don't okay. know anything. I don't remember much from then. Thank you. But as far as my high school experience, starting from my freshman year to now, my freshman year, like I said, COVID, it wasn't much going on. Okay. And then my sophomore year is when I joined the love program, and I was, I got asked to be joined the part of BSU. What is that? So Have you let BSU, people know what BSU and love is? BSU is the Black Student Union Group that we have at Eureka High School, and the love okay. program is called, it's with, it's women empowering women. Okay. And we learn about like how to love ourselves, okay. our roots, where we come from, how to empower other people, and how to be a young lady in today's world. Come on, baby. Okay, okay. I like that. You're trying to say Sydney, come on. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was trying to multitask. I apologize. Can you repeat that? What my experience was is what you're asking me? Oh, no, no, I didn't, no, no, I wouldn't ask you, I, I, I asked her, but, because I'm going to get back to you, no, you're fine, you're fine, uh, she, they were just, she was just explaining to us about the love program and the BSU, the Black Student Union that they have at Eureka High School now, and the love program was women empowering women, how to motivate people in society, how to help each other out, how to be stronger, and how to be a young woman in today's world, right? Yes. Come on, come on. Okay, so, and. Kalea. Element Kalia. Kalia. <laughs> in elementary school, obviously, I don't really remember much, but even if things did happen, I probably didn't understand it to a mm-hmm. certain extent. But middle school, I remember certain things, but not enough to like really give my experience on it. But I do remember it getting like things started happening basically. More, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it started escalating. Um, but at the time I was not a person who would speak up or do mm-hmm. things about it. I just kind of sit back and try to stay away from it. Then freshman year, it all went downhill. Um, so many things happened freshman year for me personally. And then when we came back in person freshman year, that's when I went to our sponsors for the BSU group who are now our sponsors. And I was like, there's something that needs to be happening. So we started the BSU and then sophomore year is when I learned about um, the love project and that's when I joined that group and since then we've had things happen but we've been more on top of it a little bit I'd say with the groups that we started or are a part of now the B- BSU and the love project mm-hmm. okay wonderful um I say elementary school I didn't really know what was like happening like I was ignorant about like 
as far as stuff racially, because mm. I was like a child, but mm-hmm. middle school, more things started happening. I was, but I was like scared to speak up about it. Okay. Like I knew that it was going on and stuff, but I was like mm-hmm. scared to speak up because I wanted to fit in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, high school. That's when I like. That's when stuff, more stuff started happening. And that's when I like learned to speak up, and I like actually got the courage to talk about it and like confront the mm-hmm. issue. Mm. Mm. I just, I'm just listening. <laughs> Man, I'm just listening because one thing that I that I notice is so elementary, you don't really pay attention. Mm-hmm. You don't know. That's right, the right? thing. Middle school, depending on. Whether it's your household, uh, what you deal with in society, where you at, you know what I'm saying? That determines if you actually pay attention to it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because middle school, you're like, oh, we haven't, you know what I'm saying? You are 11, 12, 13, 14. Mm-hmm. You're still trying to figure it out. You're just having a good time. And you might not, if you're not being exposed to racism, if you're not being exposed to those type of conversations or anything, you won't pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. But you said, you know, middle school, you kind of, y'all see it, but you don't really see it. you like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, what's going on? Mm-hmm. But when you get to high school, you're like, okay, at this time, your brain is developing more. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing so much more. And then COVID hit. That was just down the, that, that's down the street, around the corner. That mm-hmm. just happened. <clears throat> because kids right now are still behind in school because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Because they did not have that structure in the household. Mm-hmm. While their parents were either working or were not working. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. Something was going on where these kids are so far behind mm-hmm. that they don't even know basic third and fourth grade education. Mm-hmm. So, but with y'all ages progressing, I feel like y'all were able to understand what was going on with COVID. People were dying. People were losing jobs because it might have affected your household. Mm-hmm. So when you got back into school and you looking at it, you like, oh, wait a minute. You've already been exposed to things. So that's why freshman year, y'all start looking like, hold on, something not right. That's what I'm getting out of this. Freshman year, y'all was like, wait a minute, something, something going on, mm-hmm. something wrong. And so, did you guys, were you guys all friends in high school, like freshman year? No. no. I didn't. Me and her was, but. I didn't know these two until okay. recently. So. Okay. And I hadn't become friends with them until recently. So, the BSU, that started your freshman year? Yes. Which would have been what year is that? 2021? 2020, 2021, I think mm-hmm. around that time, going into 2021, maybe. Yeah, okay. 2020. Because it, it was during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It was Okay, so they started in August in 2020. Sure. I did not live here. You guys went back to school in August of 2020, or were you virtual? Were we were virtual, we and then, like half of the year. yeah, then we went back okay. in person. So in 2021, you went back in person, and that's when you that's when the stuff started happening mm-hmm. in person, to, when you went back to school. Sorry. Go um, ahead. To be fair, there I think there was stuff happening, because I remember during that time, there was, like, the whole thing where the Black Lives Matter movement started happening mm-hmm. kind of during mm-hmm. COVID. Yes. So... It, there was stuff happening, but it wasn't within the school. It was online, social media, that right. kind of thing where things were happening. But even then, like, there's not much that can be... You're, you can't really get your point across on social media all the time because people have the choice to listen, you know? So... Come on. We, I think, as, you know, like she said, you don't... She didn't really experience much, but because I was looking at this kind of thing and I was having conversations with people, I experienced things during even online school mm-hmm. just for me yes yeah I, I like how you said people have a choice to listen it's mm-hmm. like people have a choice to respond and make negative comments you mm-hmm. go out your way to type those things and even make a typo right. or not make a typo you go out your <laughs> way so while you type and you have something in your mind saying should i or should i not 
type this? Mm -hmm. Should I or should I not say this? Mm -hmm. And that goes with physical things that people do, such as spray paint your face. Or I mean, come on. You have a thought process because you got to go buy. You got to go spray. Mm -hmm. You got to do. No, nah, it's just too much. But I like that. I like. I like that you said that because, I, and I wanted to. I wanted to know that. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's important to actually recognize and hear. Man, y'all giving me life already, and we only like just a few minutes within this or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sydney, how's how's it sounding? It sounded real familiar. Um, familiar. Go some ahead, things that stuck out to me is the social media aspect. So. If I would have stayed in the Rockwood School District, I would have graduated in 2011. So my math is not great, but I was at LaSalle like from 2006 or 2005, uh -huh. 2007. I think I entered high school and I left the district. Um, and social media, I think we were still like using MySpace then. So it was still fairly new. Uh -huh. um, so I think I didn't receive it as much on like that end of it because we it was still new to us the social media aspect but um just things that i experienced at school being a black girl that lived in eureka um just like anything like the kind of like racism i felt and i was very aware of it even from like second grade i've like been discussing like politics and racism with my family so i've already been like very aware Sometimes I hate that I'm so aware of that, like, and just even being able to notice some microaggressions. Um, but just even things like being told, like, oh, no, you're going to the wrong bus. It's not any way you can live out here in Eureka or be going to the county buses. I'm not still sure if LaSalle Spring Middle School does that, but they have them separated. Um, even being questioned, I know a young lady, like, has a story about a similar situation around it. We were like passionately talking about this. Mm -hmm. We always do. Yeah. But being told, how did I have something that was designer or expensive? Like, did I steal it? Like, how did I get it? What does my family do to having things stolen from me from kids who happen to be white and live in the county and me having to prove that they stole my things? You know, and just that burden um, to being called like racial slurs and like having to defend myself with the, you know, and like getting a harsher punishment than my white peers. So a lot of what they're saying, unfortunately, and sadly doesn't surprise me. And I feel like even with social media, I think that's even heightened it. Cause as I went off to high school and we got on Facebook more, I saw like friend people who I thought were my friends. I did cheerleading with like using the N word and like me being like, what? Like, this is who I was friends with. And just like having that certain factor of like boldness, especially when somebody don't have to like, I think maybe feel like they're in a safe place and they don't really have to see you and like own it or be accountable for it. I think that people really become bold, like, you know, like Come on. bold on social media and feel empowered by that. That's, and that's a big factor right there. They feel like they won't be addressed about it. They're doing it behind closed doors. But I promise you, if they walk outside in these streets somewhere, they're not going to say that. They're going to want to be your friend. They want to be. But here's the crazy part, because Sydney had. A purse incident, like she just stated, she had a purse incident where somebody asked about her purse. Mind you, she lived in the Legends, okay? So, to people the Legends, is like, oh, you know. Right. But you had, who had the incident with the purse? You had the incident with the purse. But let's be, to be clear, those purses are sold all over the country, whether it's real or it's fake. And everybody, nobody's eliminated from this, from this group. Everybody will wear a fake purse to put on the front. 
It's not black. It's not white. It's not Asian. It's not Hispanic. It's not Latino. It's none of that. It's whoever. Go get it and be great in it. <laughs> because I'm telling you, I know a bunch that got it and they ain't millionaires. They ain't rich. They ain't black. They ain't just white. They ain't just Asian. So it's so funny how, but until somebody addresses that person that says it mm-hmm. and check them, mm-hmm. you can respectfully check somebody. Yeah. One thing I do want to add also is this incident, it was actually a teacher that was questioning me Come on. about my item. Like, it wasn't a student. Students said enough horrible things, but it was actually, like, a faculty member that should have known better that was doing this prank, not a student, which I would have maybe disrespected a little less. I don't know if that's the way I say it, but I might have, like, they're just, you know, ignorant, but it was a full-grown adult asking me this that worked for the district. Wow. Wow. And so... Like I say all the time, you never know what the impact you have on a person. But what you say, how you look, or whatever it is, especially if you're in a position of authority, you never know the impact you're going to have on somebody 10 years from right now. This woman, this is literally over 15 years ago. And she remembers that, and she's talking about it right now. So you left a nasty taste in her mouth, and she just spit you out. <laughs> by letting you know what her degrees and her credentials are and the fact that she can afford that purse and she did was able to afford that purse back then and her house was probably bigger than yours since you're so worried about those type of things <laughs> she looking like- you know I, I'm just saying because people are so worried about this title or the house or this we're materialistic other, materialistic yeah. things or whatever but your house ain't even intact I can have a mansion and I and somebody in my house commits suicide because they're going through depression or something else. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much money you got. And that I don't give a... How many celebrities are out here going crazy on drugs? But It don't matter how much money you got, how much what, what color your skin is. It don't matter none of that. But it takes people like you to walk in school and say, Hey, man, what are you talking about? You want attention? I'll give you attention. Somebody say something to you, I'll give you attention. You want everybody to see? Come on. Let's talk about it. My purse, yeah, I mean, but last time I checked, your mama came around your stepdaddy, which means she went through a divorce. Woo! I was that? She learned. <laughs> but I'm, I'm being serious, though, right. right? This life circumstances, it's everybody. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about my purse. That divorce caused you more problems than this purse causing me. <laughs> because you're struggling how to deal with another person in your house. Your parents are separating. You're trying to figure it out. You don't know what to do. You acting out. You drinking and driving. You struggling in sports. Your grades just dropped. I'm here for it. But it's real life. It's not to make fun of nobody. I want people to know that no matter what color your skin is, no matter what school you go to, I don't give a what neighborhoods you go through. Everybody going through something. Come on. You, go. you got to give the people what they want. And the truth is what they need. <laughs> you got to give it to them. And we're going to move forward, man. Woo! Good God. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah, you, 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 we got to have a good time, though, right? Right. You got to have a good time. <laughs> we smile, but we speak truth. Amen. I acknowledge that you said I was ignorant back then. Ignorant means lack of knowledge. It don't mean you're stupid, because you tell somebody they're ignorant, they think you're fucking stupid. <laughs> Woo! That ain't the case, baby. <laughs> but you just let me know you were more ignorant by you saying that I thought you were stupid. But, <laughs> anywho, who am I? I digress. Uh, did you ever run into situations where your friends... Parents, I don't know who you're friends with. Did you deal with racism from adults, like your friends' parents, or at the school or anything of that nature? Or do you experience racism against others? Do you see it? Have you addressed it? Do you know how to address it? 
You know, did you respond? What action did you take? For instance, did you have issues with if if, if Miss Davis, Kaylee Davis here, was your friend? Did her parent ever disrespect you or have racism against you? Um, I never actually came across like their parents. Okay, like, it's always just them. I don't see them outside of like school. That's mm-hmm. what. The, okay, so that's a good question because <laughs> yeah. um, like 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 Miss Ronika, mm-hmm. she's got her best friend. She dealt. Go ahead. What did you dealt with your friend's parents? Oh, who? Like Katie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, they weren't racist. I thought you were saying. Wait, no, 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 no. I, I love them. You experienced it. I don't want. Yeah, no. Sorry. I haven't experienced. Well, I can't. I can tell a story because I thought it. I thought it was funny. Um, but I took it as the it was their grandmother. I can, so one of my friends' grand um, grandmother was like, "Oh, it's so great you have little n word friends." But what? she was like, she had dementia. <laughs> She had dementia, you know. She had Alzheimer's, so I didn't take it offensively. But you know, my friends were like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, they were trying to reassure me. I'm like, "It's fine," because she was older and she had Alzheimer's and dementia and all this stuff. Like, she was really old, so (laughs) I understood. But she was saying it, and then she started. But I had um, friend that I remember, like you know the. The wet nurse um, child, yeah, that, yeah. you know that she considered a friend. So, but yes, and you know, some somebody else may have taken that and cursed their friend out. Right. Probably never talked to him again. But I just couldn't, uh, you know, gave that to that she was older because you don't know what my old grandma uh, don't say these days. Oh, my grandpa, my great grandma, <laughs> my great grandma, ninety two. Right, you can't tell them nothing. <laughs> Okay, so I have two situations. The first one, it was never to the extent of hers, and it wasn't the parents, but I remember being at like a Thanksgiving dinner with, it was me, my three friends, but we were at one of my friends Thanksgiving dinner. Her uncles had come over and everything, and it wasn't that big. Like, he didn't call me a slur, none of that, but he, I don't know. We were sitting at the table, and I was like at the end of the table. I'm pretty sure he's seen me multiple times, and um, I was I was sitting there, and he like was pointing to everybody at the table, and he was like, "Yeah, what's your black friend's name?" And it it wasn't even like she had introduced me before, and he could name everybody at the table, even the white friend sitting next to me. But when it came to me, he just like he referred to me as the black friend, mm-hmm. like didn't take the time to to name? acknowledge mm-hmm. me as a, a person, yeah. a, none of that. And I was like, I kind of felt some type of way about it not because like like I don't really I try not to take everything personally but I just remember like time and time before and after that every time I knew that I would go to her house and maybe she was having family over I would be kind of on guard because it's just like and then she she would kind of openly tell me that some of her family is racist Mm -hmm. and then I'd be like that's not like that's not okay Mm -hmm. like you know and then I remember we went to her lake house or her she has like some lake house or something Mm -hmm. and I was there's like I was like in the like river just in my flow and her brother was like there's a poop in the water and I'm just like like he was like a a kid it was like when we were younger but I'm just like you're just saying certain things or every time we would go somewhere like he would say little things and I'd just be like you and then I'd tell her and I'd be like really quiet and like 
it was when we were in like elementary middle school but still like it was just certain yeah. things and it's not it wasn't like blatant like things but mm-hmm. it was the little things the microaggressions that right. kind of thing and so eventually you just kind of get fed up with it so i distanced myself from her for a very long time until she learned that these are the things that you can and cannot do and your family can and can't, cannot do when i'm around mm-hmm. i don't i don't know what you guys do without me there but it's obvious that there's some type of you know allowing things oh, yeah. to happen at home yeah. yeah and so i was just like or just little things like we had a situation where she, people she was friends with who went to a different school would like call me the m-word and that kind of thing mm-hmm. and she was inviting them to a birthday party and invited me too and i did not feel comfortable going mm-hmm. and she went and talked to my other friend when i wasn't there and she was like why won't she just get over it like just come to the party get over it and i was like you don't just get over something like that that's right, right. so i was just like i don't know it, there was a lot to happen but I also have seen it to, like, my other black peers. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's taken me a while to be that person to kind of speak up. Mm-hmm. But I remember one day we were in class, and it was me and this other girl in class. Um, and we were reading a book, and the N-word was in it, obviously. Mm-hmm. And we were, like, popcorn reading, and a kid volunteered to read. And he was white, obviously. And he stopped at the N-word and was like, am I allowed to say this? He just kind of said it out loud. And the teacher, she didn't look for look at us for approval, that kind of thing. She was just like, go ahead and say it. So, of course, he read every passage that had the N-word in and was proud to say it, whatever. Yeah. And he I was just like, do it on, like, I was just like, out of all the things, you know. And she like, I don't know. And most, there's just been a number of things. Or my friend, she's Muslim too, and like we were reading a book about refugees, that kind of thing. And she had mentioned how her parents were Muslim, mm-hmm. and the white teacher every time would like kind of pick on her and be like, "Bring your parents in, have them talk to us," that kind of thing. And she like was like, "I'm not comfortable doing that," and they wouldn't be comfortable doing that. And she like one day said something that made her cry, and I was like, "No." So I raised my hand and I was like, "I don't think she was comfortable with what you said to her." And the teacher got really defensive, and she was like, "Well, if she had a problem with this, she should have just talked to me herself." And I was oh! like, "She's sitting here crying in your class, and that's what you're worried about." But I don't know. There's just been a couple things. Well, what that, was this at? What school was this at? This was when I was in like seventh grade. This was middle school. LaSalle. Yeah. That's a problem. I know. That's See, a problem. In these instances, I be wanting to know the teacher name because I feel like yeah, it could be one of your. It may be kids. one of your favorite teachers, like someone who oh, who's not terrible. Because oh, this mind you, who, who, out of right middle school for over twenty years. <laughs> 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 no, no, my aunt been teaching just that long since I was in middle school. Okay, she well, just you know don't do me. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. She should have just came in here herself. Mm-hmm. She did this in front of the whole class too. So it's embarrassing. Oh. embarrassing for yeah. her. Oh, well, Sal, you might want to check those teachers because this can't be too long ago. Right. Mm-hmm. This is probably about five years ago and that teacher is still there. Mm-hmm. So LaSalle Springs Middle School, a little bit of DEI training might be necessary. Well, little, you know, they just did it. trauma-informed care. The district know. added DEI training once they Oh, she said they canceled, canceled their program. I can name about three teachers who need a little bit of training. Mm. Oh. <laughs> and I don't even oh. go there anymore, so. <laughs> but the thing is, what you just said, and for her to say, well, she should have told me herself, okay? So you missing the whole point of what I just said and why mm-hmm. I told you mm-hmm. on her behalf. Right. Is what you're missing. And guess how old you were at that time? 13, 14, mm-hmm. right? 13 years 12, 13, again. Keep having their voices speak out Thank for you. those that are not uh, comfortable enough to speak up for themselves. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Even in middle school, adults are just big kids. I want to remind everybody that is listening <laughs> when you hear this episode. Adults are big ass kids. 
<laughs> That's what they are. They go through drama, they argue, and they don't. They lack empathy if they have not went through something. Yeah. They lack mm-hmm. sympathy because they want to feel sorry. I don't mm-hmm. need you to feel sorry for me. They I start need you crying. to empathize with what I got going on. My parents are Muslim, and you're going to sit here and tell me, get over it. Mm-hmm. Or she should have told me. I'm not comfortable telling you because you just put me on blast. So what I don't feel comfortable with telling you this, but I got somebody that spoke up for me, and then you are gonna tell her? Well, she oh, okay, I got a trick for you. Okay, <laughs> well let me let me let me move. Oh, oh wait, Rhonda, one thing before you move forward. Come on, baby. We might come, get back to this later. Um, one thing you mentioned, like they need more DE and I training. Um, and one thing I know, like about adult learners, I don't remember the exact statistics, but once you get to a certain age. I believe it might even be as young as like eight. Um, you kind of believe and you kind of are how you are. And like those experiences that you dealt with in your lifetime up to that point, like formed like a majority of like who you're going to be and what you're going to believe. So like even as an adult, like with the trainings, I think it's like cute when people like suggest it and say they're doing them. Yeah. But if you don't have people, adult learners who are actually willing to so, open up their mind, mm-hmm. um, to actually understand Come a on. group that they're working with or a certain demographic, whatever the case may be, if you're not willing to look at them from a different view and to see, like, if you don't go into that training with that view, DNI training is nothing else but a waste of time on their schedule that they're annoyed about and probably might even resist even more. So, it, I feel like it goes deeper than just like doing trainings, but also like understanding where your teachers' headspaces are, like if they're truly open to that and like just being aware. Because again, D and I training, I do them all day, and the ones I do are a joke, honestly. You come know, on, even this is coming from me. So I'm like, we might come back to it later, but I just want to chime in there that I feel like that's not the answer that companies need to run to every time they come up with the issue of racism, sexism whatever ism there is like mm-hmm. doing a training on it is not always the answer i'm glad you i 100 percent agree with that i just talked about that today with somebody i'm like we have these trainings and it goes with communication are you commute are you are you listening to understand mm-hmm. or are you listening because you got to be there and you just got to respond yep. you know are you listening to just respond and say so because mm-hmm. they have these trainings and i so agree with you city because again we're all human no matter what your position is, somebody might hire you just because you why are you cute. Understand, people that hire people are human beings like everybody else. I have sat in, I have interviewed, I have hired people, I have made sure I stopped, I have stopped the interview and said, listen, I need you to be comfortable. Relax. I'm human like you. But everybody don't do that. I'm not here to be a hard hat. I'm not here to do none of that. I want you. Because in the field that I'm in, these kids, these youth, they need you. Mm-hmm. They don't need a script. Mm-hmm. They don't need any of that. Right. You know, when you're in a criminal justice system, you have to be open to the vulnerability. You have to be able to talk to these people. There's so many traumas and everything that comes with it. There's some who just have been crying. They're like, look, I want to learn from the streets and I will keep you like that. Mm-hmm. Okay? You can't fight with that. You do what you can do. But these trainings, like she said, are 100%. You got to remember, people are human beings. They're going to be lazy. They tired. They get up in the morning. They're like, man, the hell with this training. Man, I ain't got time for it. I ain't, mm-hmm. I ain't, you know, it's so much with this. You can say, we're going to do a training for a facade, especially political-wise. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a training so you can say you did something about it. Mm-hmm. But you didn't do nothing about these mentalities that people have. Because they're going to walk out your training and be like, yeah, I heard what they said. 
How many times we walk out of something like, man, I heard what they said, but I ain't doing it. Mm-hmm. So many times. So, Cindy, that was a great point, and thank you for bringing it up. You know what? Go ahead, an observation because um, you guys were talking about you know being out at friends' houses and how um, you know they called you the black friend or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's so the one thing I want to recognize because it's all females at the table. Come on, and there's no guy like like the black guy. I didn't you know dated a few that dated the Caucasian girls and or have friends uh that had friends um and they were like, you know, their parents would say to them where well, you're the good black boy or the good black kid. And they don't they their family was openly racist but they liked that one black boy that, you know, and they kept that person around. So they do that all the time. And it's not just um you know, us, the women, but especially with uh-huh. the black boys, because we were literally just talking about how the the dating and the mm-hmm. black boys don't date the black girls. Mm-hmm. So they the parents be racist, but they accept, you know, the black boy that's the athlete or mm-hmm. something. You know, he's popular in school. Mm-hmm. They still racist, though, mm-hmm. but they accept but He's it. the exception. Yeah, he's the exception. Yeah. Or so, she. Mm-hmm. I'm... How many black girls y'all seen date the white guys at the in Rockwood? Can, I am I loud enough man. for that? <laughs> Listen, never. I didn't. I didn't date a white man until I was twenty. I was in my twenties. I was about twenty-two. Or I lived in Florida. I, that's, yeah. that's dated a white man. I ain't never two, dated one. Two to be exact. <laughs> two to be exact. I mean, I'm open, one but to, one had a degree from Florida State. The other one is an architect right now. This is back then. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't discriminate. It's not about that or whatever. Right. But it wasn't until later on. I mean, it wasn't a norm back then. I mean, I thought some white boys were cute as heck. You yeah. Know? And I went to college and then I got, had a big day couple, you know. Yeah. You know, they weren't cute, like, but you know, they wouldn't feel it. They don't be on Correct. The like, like, as, like the other ones. Right? Yeah. Okay? Right. You know. So, but you know what? I don't discriminate. You know, I love everybody. Everybody be great. We're just living the dream. So, <laughs> anywho. Now, one thing I want to ask for y'all, because I, I got some questions or whatever. Were you satisfied? Are you satisfied for you? Because these are the questions that other people got. Are you satisfied with the quality of learning? I, think <laughs> I, like, I like that you have to sit and think about that, the quality of learning. No matter the subject or whatever, do you feel like, and I'll start with myself, okay? I'm satisfied with what I learned. But it was that one year that I did not attend LaSalle Springs Middle School that I moved to University City. My mom got a house in University City, and I went to Brittany Woods Middle School with predominantly black kids, right? Mm -hmm. And that's when I was taught my history, Mm -hmm. more black history. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I loved it. And I love being around all those kids. And it was a suburban South Conference at the time. Mm. So when I went back to the freshman year, those same friends that I had, we competed against them. U City is in our conference. Mm-hmm. It's a county school, Central West County. U City is a very good district as far as housing. Like my house was great. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? This is, uh, and I'm talking back in 2002, 2001, 2002, 2003. You know what I'm saying? 2004, you know. 20 I, I years was, ago. Yeah, I was great. U City was. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? My friends were great. You know, the neighborhood, you, 
to this day, you see it's a very a nice area as far as mm-hmm. home, homes go. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, um, I, I was able to learn about my history. Mm-hmm. You know, so so tell me about how y'all feel about those things. I feel like the learning is okay, but I feel like it's a lot of stuff they were missing out on. Like, the history, just a lot of other stuff I feel like they were missing out on. But other than that, it's okay. Okay. I just feel like I'm missing a lot of stuff that would be good for me. Crucial for you in society, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Not for you in the books, but in, in society. Mm-hmm. Life. A lot of things. Yes, in life. In, in growth. It brings growth. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> because I promise you, if I say, the Little Rock Nine, those kids out there won't know who the hell the Little Rock Nine is. Do y'all know who it is? Yes. I know. I, re- I remember hearing about it, but I don't yeah. know enough. To say. Arkansas. <laughs> The segregation. Brown versus Board of Education. Mm-hmm. If I say that out there, a lot of kids won't know what that is. Why are we in a school together right now? Yeah, I know what we're talking about. You know, Rudy Bridges. All these things are so important and no one's being taught them. Mm-hmm. So these kids are mad that you might be in the same school or some people might be mad that you're in the same school. But history brought us here. Or wait, we taught them just during either either during Black History Month, where they a lot of schools don't do it anymore. So I remember in Rockwood them saying they weren't going to do it because, um, you know, it, well, it um, he eliminated our other people. Old, yes. So I took AP U.S. History. U.S. History is horrible. I don't like history. And my counselor, I told her I didn't like history. And she was like, but you were, you did so well in it. You should be in AP. She forced me to get, yeah, forced me into AP. And it was boring. And <laughs> the one, <laughs> me too, the one chapter that was, of course, interesting was the black history. And they expected me to really be into it. But it still was just the same. I know Dr. Martin Luther King. I know but that's why it's good now to know that you be being aware now that there are so many other people in african-american history yes. and learn and just continue to educate yourselves outside yes. and, and that's what i did swear to god that's yes. what i did i like to read i'm reading a book right now about the history of st louis just about how thomas jefferson sent lewis and clark here to take the indians land and everything and how this city is built on capitalism but i ain't gonna say nothing we part of louisiana purchase yeah yeah all of that oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you learn it later on once you get interested you know you learn so much mm-hmm. and, and things that are going on you you just start to learn it man. st louis has a lot of history a lot, it's a yeah. big, i learned about the u.s capital was supposed to be here yeah a long time ago we but had some not, great right? activists you know what i'm saying so and the the the, the, the thing about it is is People don't want to talk about black history, but when we look at it, a lot of these things that we have are... West County is black history. Including the yellow light. The yellow light was created by black men. (laughs) (laughs) You say you... That cone people using. I'm just saying, you know, like a big part of Chesterfield. All these... So many things in life are from a black person, but it's not being taught. Mm -hmm. That's because they don't want you to know that you actually that we actually are the creators of a lot of things. A lot yeah. of things. Sydney, go ahead. I'm listening. They want to make it seem like they created they everything. They want us to know we had that much power. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, there you go. That's it. Hold power. On. No, I got two things that from y'all conversation of what I wanted to add. Um, but I remember being at LaSalle Springs Middle School. I forget his name, but it was like a history teacher. 
Um, and ask him about Bloody Sunday that happened in Selma. He asked me if I was talking about like a tomato throwing contest in Germany. He had no idea what Bloody Sunday was that happened in Selma when But y'all want to cancel programs. The civil rights movement, uh-huh. marching across what was it? Yeah. Uh, don't, what is it? I hate the name of the bridge anyway, but marching across the bridge. The bridge. They had no idea about the East St. Louis riots. Uh. Um, like nothing at all. Who would I go? And they were just okay. like disappointed because it made me feel crazy. Like I didn't know what I was talking about or I wasn't being taught right at home. Mm. And then also the second point about like AP courses, when I did transfer because my like grade school went up to the sixth grade. So I came in my seventh grade year. Mm-hmm. And so like when my mom was looking over the coursework, just even her having to like fight for me to be in AP courses and also seeing like the disproportionate amount of like black kids who like i had a friend that was in a course and i'm like girl you don't even need to be in this course but i feel like they just disproportionately i don't know how it is today but how i felt back then i don't have any data to back it up but like they just put black kids in these courses or like special i don't know what they actually call but like basically if you like were at a slower place or you needed like additional assistance like but like this don't even make sense you know and maybe it's because you're not teaching you don't want to deal with their behavior you don't want to actually go deeper down. I know teachers do a lot, but it just seemed like unfair to me. I'm like, ain't no way like this many people need to be in this course or, mm-hmm. you know, what are you doing as a district to help it? Like basic math, <laughs> like in a, a lot of the African-American students were in a lot of the low basic classes. That's what Yeah, you're exactly. Yeah. Mm. We talking about it. I know I wasn't one of them kids, but I was like I was always one of the only black students in all of my classes, and that was since elementary school. Uh, Go ahead, come on, come on, come on. I was just asking her about it. I think it was a situation. I don't remember how long ago it was, but where the parents and everybody was just going crazy about them. We they were asking the school to allow them to teach us about African American history. Okay. Mm-hmm. The we critical race theory and all that. The yeah. critical race theory. They yeah. 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 They're saying black they history is critical race yeah. theory and it is mm-hmm. not. Well, but, 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 but we can learn about everything else though, right? Right. Right. We can learn about all that. The wars. Yeah. We can learn about George Washington. George George Washington. We learn. Here. I mean, we can learn, learn about it. Abraham Lincoln and how he <laughs> how he freed the slaves, but Nobody he really didn't. He didn't. He didn't. Yeah. Also, know. whenever they talk about you know the people in white history, basically like Abraham Lincoln, they try to make him seem like the savior and this mm-hmm. kind of thing. But what they don't tell us is the bad aspects. Like he owned slaves himself, yeah. mm-hmm. and then like even all these presidents and all that, where they were like, oh, he did this, this, and that. But you don't talk about the fact that like they contributed to the racism that we still have today. Like, mm-hmm. you only talk about the good things. Or- Women didn't get the vote until after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Blacks didn't even get the vote. Right. They were on Selma marching. Well, you know, Mississippi got something going on right now. They yeah, reversing back to... You ain't seen mm-hmm. it. I'm going to send it to you. Yeah, send me all. They're trying to reverse our voting rights. Yeah, they're reversing the voting rights. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, build it like... Oh, in who? Mississippi, come on, and the black people can't. Um, so like in the neighborhood, what they are doing is, um, they voted that white people can, um, I guess take uh, build in this uh predominantly all black neighborhood, and the black um uh, residents can't vote against uh against uh Wait them being able to build in the neighborhood. Today, 
Yes, today. We're going backwards. Yeah, we're, we're, backwards. we're we are like the women's rights, yes. you know. Ronika was talking about the black neighborhoods. It was a black Wall Street. Like, black people, yeah. like, yep. they had, we had banks, we had businesses. We had the, mm-hmm. like, the Ville and the Greater Ville and yep. all of that in yeah. St. Louis. And, and, and bring back Black Wall Street. Yeah. My cousin's yeah. company in Birmingham. He gave some shirts. Bring back Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. They burned it. Burned it. Killed a lot of people. So that's, Yeah, that's, I hear today is just make sure that y'all get involved with the organizations that are trying to uh, make, a change. make a change in St. Louis community. Everybody won't leave St. Louis, but we don't have to leave, y'all. We could just make it better. <laughs> I said that softly, but I'm say it louder. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my bad. Oh. I didn't really talk about my education, what, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, but as far as like the content... Yes, it's better than most. Like, you can't go to a city school and right. get the same, you know, education that you get out there. But like she said, like, we're not learning the things that we should learn. About ourselves. And they've already gotten rid of most, like, black, mm-hmm. you know, history classes. And I'm taking, like, a black lit class right now. Mm-hmm. But, of course, that's an elective class. So the mm-hmm. people who are taking it are either black or allies of black people. Mm-hmm. And I've realized slowly that those are not the people who need to be in that class. Yes. It needs to right. be those people that's... Exactly. And How do you feel about them removing the classes and canceling the programs? Oh, wow. Well, okay. <laughs> I just recently kind of figured out, like, the classes that are available to us and that kind of thing. So, for me personally, I've learned a lot in my Black Lit class. Like, mm-hmm. we've already read, like, two books and... It was very, very eye-opening to me. So it's kind of like, why don't we have more of these things? Mm-hmm. Like, there needs to be more choices for this kind of thing. And mind mm-hmm. you, this is the one class that is there for black students or, you know, people who want to learn about black history. Mm-hmm. But as far as the programs, like WEW being cut was, it was horrible for all of us. WEW, what is that? The Love Project. Women Empowering Women. Okay. It was horrible because right after it happened, we were, you were like, kind of tell like whenever we were told the information everybody like was brought down Mm -hmm. we were all like obviously very angry about it we were sad we were disappointed we were like a little like you know what's next Mm -hmm. that kind of thing and I don't think people really realize like how much support and that kind of thing that it brought to us because it yeah it brought a lot of us together and And it's called women empowering women in a little project so was it just catered to african-american women or was it for everybody it was for women it was just for african-american women but they also had a group for the african-american men as well um and then there's other groups within the school that are mostly catered towards the white students, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But I don't think, like, before they cut the group, they didn't ask us how it was, like, if it was working, that kind right. of thing. And right. it was working. Like, mm-hmm. we had a whole plan to, like, get people together in the school and, like, mm-hmm. kind of mentor the younger students mm-hmm. so they have somebody and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And then it was just kind of taken away from us. Mm-hmm. And you can tell, like, they if... They with you or anything, they just shut it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As if we just sitting here and we got a group and somebody said... Things online shut down, and you're like, wait, that was our, we was able to talk about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rhonda probably don't remember this. I was just telling my coworkers this the other day. Remember we had the step team? You was Were you on the step team with us? It was me, Sable. It was a lot of us. Okay. So there was a step team, We and we did this, uh, the talent show. They still have the talent show out there. Yeah, they had a uh, team. And we... <laughs> We was in the step show. So, um, you know, they already had a dance team. 
And we had started the step team, and they the coach didn't like that, so they said that they can't. They canceled the step team. They eliminated it because the dance. And they said if you want to dance, you have to trial for um, the, the dance team. Not on stage. On stage was the choir, wasn't it? No. Oh, okay. On stage was the dance. Yeah, the they dance told us we had to trial for the dance, dance team. It didn't have any black people oh, on yeah. the dance team, but a I few of us tried out, and it was me, Cynthia. Cynthia was actually. A trained dancer. She was professional. She could dance. I wouldn't. I wasn't a trained dancer, but I could do some things. But and Cynthia wasn't. You know, on stage they weren't smaller. They were smaller, petite Caucasian girls. All wore all the makeup, red lipstick. To this day, they all look the same. I'm sure. (laughs) Cynthia was a a bigger girl, but she could do everything, pirouettes and everything. We tried out. I was just like, okay, she's gonna make it. I know she's gonna. When they she called everybody name, she ain't make it. And I was like. They just, they told us, oh, we'll, you know, you guys, we're going to eliminate the um the um, step team, but you guys can try out for the dance team. We're going to get everybody equal chance. It wasn't equal. But I see. I see it that. was I not see equal that. at all. I see that right now just happen. Even with a simple activity, I just saw it right now. Like, they they didn't allow certain kids, you guys meet criteria. You got D or F or whatever. You, mm-hmm. know, you can't do the after school activities. But then, somebody else was like, oh, well, they're one of ours, so we're going to let them. But wait, they got DRF, but they're one of ours. We know that they're trying to do extra. But wait, you got a criteria that you set. So, again, it's like people that hire people for jobs. Mm-hmm. If you're the one that making that decision, you have to say so. Mm-hmm. And people forget about those things. Mm-hmm. You, you just set a criteria. And now you basically, you just eliminate who you want to eliminate mm-hmm. and accept it who you want to accept it. Yeah. Yep. You set a criteria, but you hire who you want to hire, even though Ronika's more qualified than Sarah over here. Mm-hmm. Welcome to life. That's happening. Yeah. Every day, all day in this field. And if somebody was here, Katie was able to be here, she's on part one and two, she'll tell you. It's happening. She's watching it happen. Because mm-hmm. that, that's her job. Mm-hmm. In the human resources. It's happening. You could be more qualified than Mackenzie over here. But because she's a Muslim or because she's this and this and this, because she's white, whatever it is, you're going to get the job. Because whoever that is interviewing, remember, we are all human in life. Mm-hmm. And we all have our own perceptions mm-hmm. and our own beliefs mm-hmm. and our own political views. We all have our own things. And remember, a lot of people take things personally. Mm-hmm. You see people in professional businesses, when all this stuff happening with these um, incidents, riots, and all these things, George mm-hmm. Floyd, when all this stuff happening, you see people come out with their true colors. And they demonstrate these behaviors. They work for big corporations. Yeah, it happened here. Mike Brown. And these that was people, the first thing. And yeah. these are the same people determining your future and your well-being in your household. Mm-hmm. It's happening every day, all day. So, but we can't fight everybody, right? No. So you got to continue try. to speak up. <laughs> right. You got to continue to speak up, talk your ish, and stand for what you believe in because somebody's going to hear you just like we heard you. Yes. Just like we all heard you when we saw that article mm-hmm. and my phone was blowing up or he could send me to the, oh, well, we got to get them little girls and say whatever you say what you want to say. 
we gonna respect the people, but they gonna respect the voice. Right. These are my feelings. Y'all took this program from us without consulting with us at anything. You didn't even ask how it was, how it was going. You didn't do a survey. You didn't do right. They just saw that it was a program catered to black students, and they eliminated it. That's all. That's what y'all did. Y'all saw that it was a program catered to black students, and you canceled it. Matter of fact, I'm sorry because I read it. They canceled it four to three. It was close. It was four to three. But specifically, and you know, they said uh, shout out to uh. I ain't gonna say his name, but shout out to him. He voted for it. You know what I'm saying? Oh uh, yeah, I saw that. He was one of ours. You okay. know what I'm saying? Voted for three or whatever. <laughs> but um, Emig, whoever Emig is, I M I G. I don't know how to say it. Whatever. <laughs> I quote. I don't make anything up. It says, "I do not feel like they serve all of our students," which gives me an opportunity to say. If you feel like it don't serve all your students, look at the rest of the things that you got going yes, on. Yes. Does it serve all of your students? What you're looking at is you're looking at the majority. Mm-hmm. And you eliminate the minority. Yes. Not me to serve, serve all your students. You're, you're, you're forgetting yes. and you're losing sight of the purpose of the program. Yeah. So because the black kids. Parents and everybody else that got the ear in. And not even. They just doing what they want to do. But a lot of black kids out there are losing their identities. Especially. Where does, oh. oh, my God. Yes. Sydney, yes. Sydney, you know her um, att- uh, living out there. She could probably couldn't attest to it. Like I attended church out in Chesterfield with a lot of the black students, kids out there, and they lose their identity being out there with the white people. And then recanceling these programs that are helping you and encouraging you to, you know, embrace your identity, em- embrace your uniqueness as black girls and everybody black. Everybody's yeah. great, man, in their own personal way. I don't care what color your skin is. Again, life hits you in every way. It does. But you got to expose yourself to all those things. Yes. You know, when you see, when you said people. But we all have different experiences. Even with your race, like your color is going to give you a different experience. I can keep saying be human. All you want to. Exactly. Because we already, especially blacks, we already on the back end. Yes. Because people are Still, to this day, like we're talking about, are resistant to change. Yep. They're resistant to acknowledging what's really out here. Right. They're resistant to acknowledging the people that are in front of them. Mm-hmm. But hey, last time I checked, we ain't the only ones that wear weave. Right. We ain't the only ones that wear Definitely fake Definitely not. Fake nails. Mm-hmm. We're not the only ones. Well, you know, they used to get, before we started getting uh, the different surgeries that are out, you know. White girls love them surgeries, you know. (laughs) Before we could, you know. Because if you want to divide everybody and talk about this and and the other, in reality, y'all should really look at it as we all do the same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But you feel like it's okay for you to do it or it's wrong for them to do it or it's wrong for you to do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because there's blacks who were racist as hell, too. Mm -hmm. It's just everybody is everybody. Well, 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 well. Are you sure blacks are racist? No, no. Hey, hold on. You got some just the same way. You know, we don't cut. We don't have no leverage here. We got, we got some you know, black just, people, who just don't like who, who are the same way. You can't be racist, and, though. And that's what people say, right? Mm-hmm. Say it. By you definition, know? you know. You know what I'm saying? And people say that. So we got to talk about it. Oh, black people, why not? I mean. Why, why, well, you know what I'm saying? The question is, why not? Because we got some hateful people out here. We got some, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and if you see it, you see it. See, but what's the definition of racism? racism? 
Just the definition, period. So, based on the definition. Like the textbook definition? Yeah. Like you want to Google the definition? Yeah, I know what it says, but the by definition. By defi- uh-huh. The definition don't mean that racism. The word racism is racism. It don't mean, it don't say nothing that say whites don't like blacks. Or whites this, this, and this. But what does it blacks say? Blacks can be, I'm about to pull it up. I want to be exact. I want to be exact. I'm about to Google it. I like to be exact. Because we know what racism is. We know what um, discrimination is against a certain group of people. We know what that is. But. Do you honestly feel, this is my question to you, do you honestly feel that blacks cannot be racist? So I have the definition. No, no. no, no. <laughs> wait, wait, I just have, wait. Sydney, do you do you feel, Sydney? So. It's a yes or no question. Wait. Oh. oh Sydney, do you feel blacks can be racist? No. And you told me yes or no, but I'm about to elaborate just a little bit. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. So. To be raised, like, so one, I will say yes and no. So, like, a black person say they don't like a white person, but I will say that a black person, nine times out of ten, it doesn't matter. You want to know why? Because most black people, and I can pull up some stats here, I got to get my Google on, but most black people cannot oppress you, stop you from getting a job. There you go. They cannot pass legislation Correct. that's going to oppress you. Correct. They cannot build a school system Correct. that's going to solely on its own where you're not allowed to further your education. It ain't LeBron they James. cannot build a system of racism. So, yes, a black person can technically be racist. That's what I'm looking But if at. I go outside right now, Come on. even in my own success, which I'm going to claim, if I think I hate all white people, I still work within an org, and that's not the case. In cases get published anywhere, that is not the case. This is a hypothetical. Right. If right. I were to say that, or any black person, most black people were to say that, it's still not going to oppress a whole entire race. So that's okay. why I think a person can be racist, but it really, what is it going to affect? Nothing. Perfect. So that's a, that's a, that's the difference, right? Right. The, the, we're the, not the, inferior on, on. or superior. That's that is the looking, definition. Those are the words that you're looking for. That's those the are, definition, though. But, but no. they even elaborate. You know, they've expanded the definition. But the initial definition you can, you can was you can do all that. Anybody I know. Can be racist. But if you go deeper, like she said, oh, we can't oppress. We don't make those rules on yes. the house floor. You know, that's the difference. And then, like what you just said, mm-hmm. that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Anybody can be racist, like I'm saying. Anybody can be racist, but there's a, a it's the effect. Well, she just said it was the effect that one would have. She yeah, just, and just so I did my quick Google search into, I'm sorry, I don't know who that was speaking because it's real small on my phone. But like the keywords that she said, like especially like if they distinguish them as inferior or yeah. superior, yeah. that's when racism. That's why really they exists, say blacks so. can't be racist because we are not the. <laughs> We're not the majority. We're the minority. You know that's why. That's why the people say that so. That that goes. That goes what she's. That's how she's explaining it. And so for anybody that's listening, don't say that. Oh, we ain't saying all oh, black. Blah, blah, blah. No, we're going off the definition. She was explaining the definition about. Uh, girl, what the word you just said? <laughs> Inferiority. <laughs> yeah. One more caveat. Come on, baby. Also, Come on. Even with growing as the minority, or if white people feel like they're shrinking as the minority and they won't be the minority by whatever year majority. that is, mm-hmm. even then it's going to take years and a lot of work to get 
people who are in political power, people who do have the power. So even as we grow or people of color grow and they might outgrow people who are white, it still doesn't mean that racism goes away automatically because they've been filling these spaces, hand them down to their family members, friends, and you know, all the political connections. So that doesn't mean that all of a sudden, because we're the majority, that all of a sudden racism doesn't exist when the system still stands there that right and there are still just because that um um the white may not be the majority anymore um the people of color you know mix of hispanic asian Uh black there you have to remember there are still other races and ethnicities that agree with white superiority that agree with like that are um I, they I'm conservatives, they you know, and they believe, yeah. you know, that they don't believe in um, affirmative action. They don't believe in um, um, uh, the civil rights and deseg- so they still are against the things that we are for. So even though the whites may end up being the minority, they still have um, will have the majority of thinking like people thinking like they think. Yeah. And it, that's when they teach, when people come most- over to the United States, they literally are teaching them that white is right. You know, yeah, I know how that is. White is right. And, and a lot of right. brown people believe that when they are coming <laughs> over. Like, I have so many friends that are diverse from different um, countries, uh, different ethnicities, races. And they say that they are taught that black people are like lazy or black people um, you know, we they we're not that we shouldn't be the ones that they talk to, do business with, or any of that because, you know, yeah, I get it. I understand. Okay. I love it. I love this dialogue, and we ain't talking about white people. Like we talking about what we listening to, what we see in real life, what y'all seen on TV. Right. Stop watching TV. Stop just talking to people in your bubble and expand. Have these, com- these conversations yes. are crucial. Yes. Well, nobody's disrespecting anyone. These conversations are crucial mm-hmm. to have, to understand, and it builds more trust, respect, more rapport. It builds those things, mm-hmm. man. It's, it's positive conversation. This is mm-hmm. a good conversation. Mm-hmm. I love everything about it. I'm going to switch gears to mental health real quick because Y'all you guys had the love project. Yes. And you said how much it brought to you all mm-hmm. and what it did for you. Mm-hmm. So back then, we had... Well, we were we were in IQ success. Mm-hmm. Me and Monique, it was going. Cool. Mm-hmm. We had African American. What, what, what was another group that we had? Sky, well, sky's the limit, right? Did we have? No, sky it was African American. Some I forgot what it was called, but it was great. We went to we went to the National Civil Rights Museum mm-hmm. my freshman year. I remember that. It was great. We didn't have so much division, mm-hmm. you know. And no, there was no social media. No, there was none of that. No, uh, uh Uncle Obama wasn't president or whatever, you know. We had Bill Clinton. We was the Bush time, you know what I'm saying? And we thought Bill Clinton was the first black president, basically. You know? You know? So, I mean, so we didn't have what's going on right now. We didn't have all of that. And y'all was not thought of, but I'm going to keep reading. I'm going to scribble because it feels like we we showing our age. But what issues did going to a school outside your neighborhoods? Mm. What issues did going outside of your neighborhood cause you emotionally? Mm. Emotionally for a long time out there in Rockwood, I felt alone because I didn't I didn't talk to many people out there. I didn't feel accepted a lot out there. Mm-hmm. So I was just be alone until I got like them or whatever. What we've always 
It's always because y'all went to the same elementary, Gaggy, middle, right? and high school. Uh, I went to Gaggy. She went to Gaggy. We both went to Gaggy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. So I felt alone a lot, and it's always been just like us two. Mm-hmm. And so y'all been friends since elementary school. Mm-hmm. Keep that. <laughs> so, I got so many friends that I've had since elementary school, mm-hmm. right? That I swear they can talk to you right now. That I'm still friends with, rocking with. Anthony was on part one and part two. Known him since I was in kindergarten. He class of 02, I'm class of 05. Know that man since I was six years old. Five She's years old. always had this personality. I mean, that's I feel like that's amazing because those same friends are the same ones I can text right now mm-hmm. in the conversations like it was when we was 10. Mm-hmm. So keep that. I just want to commend you for that. Go ahead. So, yeah, like I said, I always felt alone. And then just going to school out there when, like, certain situations would happen or stuff would happen when I'm, like, genuinely trying out there. Mm-hmm. Like, stuff would happen, I would just feel so discouraged and just down. And I just wouldn't want to do stuff anymore. Or just, I wouldn't want to, I just wouldn't want to be around anybody. Just so lonely out there. Mm-hmm. So I hated out there for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I still do, but... Now when I go to school, it's like I have something to look forward to because I have, like, them now. So, it's a little bit exciting only because of them. But <laughs> other than that, when I'm in classes that I don't have, like, I have no classes with them, I'm alone. I don't talk. Like, when the WEW first situation first happened, I talked. WEW, can you help me out? WEW, Women Empower Me. WW Women Empowerment thing. When that first happened, I talked to the ladies. A teacher was like, I never heard you talk. Cause I don't talk to anybody out there, mm-hmm. or like when I did the speech at the board meeting, they were like, "I didn't, I didn't know you could talk like that," or mm-hmm. "I didn't know you talked for real." And I was like, "Cause when I'm in my class by myself, I'm just to myself." Mm-hmm. And my teacher's like, "I always see you with your headphones in your. I have my iPad, cause in class I just play my iPad and I do my work, mm-hmm. and I leave and I call a day. So it's like I be lonely out there a lot unless I'm with them. If I'm not with them, quiet. <laughs> by myself, I'm quiet. That's it." You tight. <laughs> I'm the total opposite. I'm walking in class. Good people, good people. We know. Look here. I'm <laughs> hey, man, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. People need to know how you feel, man. Like, talk to me, man. Um, For me personally. Malia. Yes. Say so. <laughs> sure got she got it right. She got to make sure I got your name right. See how you yeah. um the things like the racial things i've experienced that kind of thing that have happened to me have very much taken a toll on my mental health freshman year the things that i talked about that happened to me um i think is when i kind of realized that i had mental health problems because that's when they started to become it just started to worsen and I would literally sit there, break down every day. I would have mental breakdowns at school. I had to be picked up early every day. And it was affecting not just me, but, like, my family, that kind of thing. That was the first time my mom had seen me, like, like this is, like, real. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't just, like, oh, a get-over type of situation. They said something bad, whatever. But it was, like, so, like, consistent with the racism that it, it just took – it was too much on me. Mm-hmm. And I was still kind of that, like – weak like don't speak up kind of thing kind of person and when things would happen I kept it to myself um and so I developed like a lot of depression anxiety that kind of thing and I still you know suffer with it today like I'm very open about mental health and I think that people need these kind of like resources and should be able to talk about the things that they go through in order to help their mental health Mm -hmm. because I'm a person who was not able to do that or I just couldn't do that at the time and like even now um 
when my brothers will come home and they'll say something to me, I make sure that they know that like if they don't have anyone, they have me. And like when these things happen, they shouldn't have to keep it to themselves or be scared to speak out or that that kind of thing because from my personal experience, it'll only continue to make it worse for yourself. So when my I've talked about this at the board meeting and all that. When my brother, my little brother, who's in third grade, came home and told me that he had his first racial experience and he started breaking down and crying, I made sure that he knew, like, not only is this not, like, it's going to happen over and over again, you can't stop that, but there's ways to handle it in a way that won't continue to break down your mental health. And so, I don't know. I mean... I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. Um, <laughs> Girl, you speaking to, you got to give people what they want. Oh, people, people, I'm listening. I'm so engaged just hearing this. And you're how old? I'm 17. All y'all are 17? No. We're 17. She's 16. 16? Come on. <laughs> it's I want to hear you talk about it. And you protecting your siblings because you went through it. Yeah, and adults, we're supposed our job right here, Sydney, Ronika, Okay, myself. Our job right now is to give you the motivation and influence you, inspire you. You right now are giving it to your brother. Mm-hmm. So when he get your age, he already know what to do. Right. My sister went through this, man. I already know what it is. And mm-hmm. guess what? I know how to handle it. This is what you're not going to do. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Come on, talk to me. Well, in middle school, I always like felt like an outcast because like, there was barely any of us. So like the small friend group we did have with like the black other black people in the school, we clung to it. Like mm-hmm. we hung out at like it was just us. Mm-hmm. But in like high school, I don't know, it kinda like got different and changed. It's like not all the black people talk to each other. Mm-hmm. There was the different friend groups, like things like that. We're so divided. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like really divided actually. And I think like the WDW contributed to like how close we were with each other mm-hmm. and them taking that away like definitely divided it so way separate more. Y'all. Mm-hmm. Yes, it definitely did. And that's just like Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, I divided these babies by taking the program away. Yeah. Mhm. Uh, WDW is definitely yeah, something definitely we was. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I need like, to get that back. Yeah, I got to get women empowering women. Y'all got to get that back cuz I mean Oh my goodness! This See what they they looking at like um you know what they say that um it doesn't cater to all students. yeah it doesn't cater to all students but not all the students are the same so they're not taking into the fact like I don't know where y'all live at in the city but a lot of us so like you know in Eureka you know they redistricted multiple times but when we was growing up you know they called the one side the dark side and See, you know, you know, but they call them now Tower Grove, South Tower Grove, North. You know, I don't know no, nothing no, about no. South. But the South. dark side, that, that, that's our, those are our city people who know the dub. Yeah. Over here, the Blue Myers. Yeah, know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But they not thinking, them parents, but they can't think about it because they don't know nothing about it. About that? the environments that we coming from to go out in Eureka to the environment is totally different. Listen to season one, episode one, Anthony Perry, when he talking about yeah. being from Newstead over there. Yeah. It's, it, it take it take a lot just to get on the school so, bus. So yeah, and, and go- then listen to part one when we talk about getting on the school bus, and, and we all we all Sleep. we all going through the same thing because we all coming from the city and we getting up at four thirty five in the morning. Mm-hmm. Five, you know what I'm saying? You know nobody knows understand what they go. You talking about so we don't cater to everybody, but everybody not going through this. Yeah. Everybody don't want to be on yearbook committee. 
Everybody mm-hmm. want to get on it. And everybody can't join on stage because y'all looking for certain criteria. But if mm-hmm. you got a hip-hop dance team, I bet you we all make it. They was jealous because a lot of people started to like you know. the hip-hop dance team. That was But the thing is, the, 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 what I'm trying to say is, is when you say don't cater to everybody, you're being, you're not being empathetic. So what's really yeah, going that's on. what I'm. That's what I'm trying to say. Like the environment in the city for some of us, it was. You know, I grew up on like first in North on North Market before I attended Rockwood. If you know anything about North Market, I um we used to have to uh, dodge bullets on the way home. You know what I'm saying? And like literally, they was having drive-bys while we they just let they know the kids out of school, the kids walking home. So now we running and hiding, and it really wasn't no buildings over there to hide. So we like literally on a huge lot, just trying to find where to hide at. But see, this is stuff that we have to, you know, it's you know what's going to be like. Well, last night, yeah, but y'all had this program that you know that's happening with your mental health in more than uh more ways than one, and they don't know. And not aware and not thinking about, you know, how this will affect the students. They're just thinking about well, how is, how this program isn't f- um, for their children. But also, you know, they a lot of the parents out there, as opposed to the city parents, may be able to afford to put their kids Facts. in uh, uh, therapy or, or different programs. Yeah. Because look at these kids, how they acting Yes. And this was basically their form of therapy. And they take took it away. Um, 
take care of your mental health. Please vent, like build a community. I know they took away a program that means so much and that is hurting y'all, but if any time you can to like organize, even if it's a safe place, I know social media is big, but even like a Facebook group where y'all can still connect. If y'all can meet up on the weekends after school, whenever you can do it, I think it's very much so important as like a woman, a black woman, even now, like in corporate, I have to like build those spaces for myself sometimes Amen. to stay sane. Because if you don't, like sometimes there are programs out there, but if you don't, I'm not going to say you can go insane, but it's very beneficial. So I will say, even though the school district is wrong and it shouldn't be a responsibility, this is my unsolicited, maybe opinion slash advice to still try to keep a group of women together so that or women and men, whoever you want to bring in to keep y'all together. So you have that safe place to still talk to each other and have that outlet because it's not easy. And I know that from being in that school district for two years, even like going to PWIs through college and even through mm -hmm. corporate. So try to keep that space and make sure you organize because it will help your mental health in addition to whatever else you might need. Um, and then what was the last, the last thing that I was going to say is, it's not, I've just always had a mouth on me, which is not good. So don't be like me, but also okay. feel the need to like speak up or even practice speaking up. I know that it's a lot of pressure, especially in the only black person or person of color in the room. But I like to just question people. And this is like question people with logical questions. You say something that don't make sense to me, question them and like, feel free to challenge them respectfully. Mm -hmm. Don't get suspended, punished kicked out detention or anything else but it's asking like hey why ask people for logic and they can't answer most of the time and you didn't do nothing wrong but it gets them to thinking so don't feel in a place i know now in high school is kind of shaky but always just maybe think of ways where you can speak up question people about their logic you know anytime you can i want to empower y'all to do that i know it's not easy but those are just kind of like some things that I heard y'all say that I want to speak on. So I'm going to get off my soapbox now. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> True. Because we're going to wrap up here. But I want to, it's just a couple more questions. Adversely to the last question. Because the last question I asked was, I'll deal with you emotionally or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think this answer has already been questioned by sitting here with you. Mm. Adversely to the last question. Were you able to form meaningful relationships with students at school due to being from different areas with the kids from the same area? What do you mean? Just like so, on a normal basis? Due to being from different areas or with the kids from the same area? Your relationships. Were you, were, being out there in a DSEC, were you able to form meaningful relationships? With kids that, you know. With kids that look like whether they from the north side, south side, or from yeah. out in the DSEC. Yeah. Were you able to form some relationships? Because it looked like y'all got a relationship right here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was that beneficial just and then you got somebody to advocate with you right now. Yeah. It took it doesn't happen overnight. Correct. I've been going out there since kindergarten and this mm -hmm. is my first time really having black friends, you know? Okay. And I've had friends who are black but like you said weren't I I feel like they weren't comfortable in their blackness so mm -hmm. they Yeah, very much so. They were misguided. Okay. So they, it just wasn't a beneficial friend to me. Mm -hmm. But now, like, when I had the group and I was introduced to them, and we don't even have classes together, so it's a little hard to form, you know, um, relationships hallway. with people. Mm -hmm. You just get the hallway at lunch, right? Everybody yeah, that's pretty much it. But, like, now having it, like, 
they these two these two and other girls within the group and whatever have become like my best friends Mm -hmm. and even though i like i grew up with mostly having like white friends because that's just all i've known Mm -hmm. um even if they are like the ally kind of person they'll never really understand what you're going through Mm -hmm. and these are the people who go through the same things as me on a daily basis so like if i have something going on it took me a while to realize like oh she just experienced the same thing two doors over for me like Mm -hmm. we can talk about this I can have an outlet I can Mm -hmm. speak about this kind of thing and I don't have to continue to keep it in so yes it is but it also um there's a lot of division within the school so these relationships have to happen personally you have to be the one to initiate it Mm -hmm. because it's not given to you at all Mm -hmm. so so basically y'all didn't even know or see each other until the program happened well we did see each other like but we were not yeah Yeah. but in this it's probably a handful of black students out of Eureka. And the fact that y'all didn't know each other into the program yeah. is mm-hmm. crazy. That's important. So, so does all the difficulty you face in your program and everything going, mm-hmm. does it, do you regret being in Rockwell School District? Do you nope. regret being in a district? Not Absolutely not. Okay. The experience is, you know, it happens everywhere you are and it might be worse in some places. Mm-hmm. But I think what it took for me to realize was that this i'm not doing it for me anymore mm-hmm. like i feel like at this point i'm i'm halfway i mean i'm basically done next mm-hmm. year i graduate mm-hmm. and keep it coming out you know throw it at me i can take whatever it is but mm-hmm. what i'm not gonna let you do is have it affect le- generations coming in Come on! like it's not just about me you know it's about my mm-hmm. brothers and their <gasps> brothers their siblings future black students who are coming I see a in community act uh, activist right in you <laughs> That's what I, see. I don't know i just feel like it's a little for me personally, I'm. I just feel like I don't care about how it affects me anymore. Mm-hmm. It's about everybody else now. Amen. So, feel, no, go ahead. And I feel like going out, to, going to school out there. First of all, I've learned so much and I've mm-hmm. came so far, mm-hmm. me as a person and mm-hmm. gen, just in general. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if I'm going to be going to school out here, I'm going to be dealing with this. This is what this here. This is what I am. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I'm going to be doing this. We gotta change, do something. Come on, you know, like I'm not finna sit here and deal with this and not have my name mm-hmm. said on nothing. Me not speaking my voice, mm-hmm. something is gonna move. It's gonna move. Welcome it's to the, the movement. Online. Voice of the unheard. You got to give the people what they want. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> do you guys have any uh, college plans? Anything? I was gonna ask that earlier. What are y'all? What are y'all looking at for the future? Like, do you guys have any plans? HBCU. There you go. There you go. What are you? No PWI. There you go. No, I'm just playing. But depends. I mean, I went to PWI, and I'm right here with. Look here. What do you want to go to school? What do you feel comfortable with? Like, what is it? Um, I'm just focusing on what's best for me, whether it's a HBCU or a PWI. Like, what's best for me in my future? I'm cool. Do you have no? Do you have like a? Something you want to study, I mean? Um, probably like anesthesiology, something along those lines. Oh, you want to make some money? Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> um, the BSU and stuff has toured a few HBCUs. Um, I've toured colleges myself, and I, I very much want to go to college, get an education, that kind of thing, but it's a personal choice. Mm-hmm. And I'm not completely set in stone on something because I've been taking, like, the medical classes that they offer at the school, so maybe mm-hmm. something in the medical field, but I've also you become, like, Mm-hmm. Um, I've been like maybe like psychology, psychiatrist, that kind of thing, because mm-hmm. I'm really interested in like the medical, like mental aspect of it. Mm-hmm. 
because it's just something that I'm kind of passionate about. Mm -hmm. But obviously, I want to make money because you know on, I want to support okay, and you gonna give me that kind of thing. Susan, that's four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure about college, but I do know for sure that. I do want to either be a pediatrician or be in like the dental field. Okay. Okay. So, so all three doctors. So so that's two dollars. All right, two four six. Y'all know gas is three oh one. Two gallons of gas. Ah. So look, ladies and gentlemen, we gonna wrap it up. We done had these women here today. We're going to go around the table. Tell your name. Tell your name. We're going to start with you over here. Kay was just a guest today, and she enjoyed listening. <laughs> Talk to these girls. Tell your name. Go ahead. I ain't going to say it for can you. I, can I say one thing, though? Of course. So, um, I just want to say that you girls are very, very brave. Um, mm -hmm. I wish that at your young age, I was the type of person that could speak up like you did because mm -hmm. I'm just now learning it in my old age mm -hmm. um, to speak up for myself. <laughs> so always old. keep that in you. So speak up for what you believe in. Speak up to be heard. All of that. So I really commend you girls for that. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. Wonderful. Who's behind her? Go ahead, baby. Anaya. Anaya. <laughs> I know that's Anaya. I know that's Anaya. And go ahead, cause I'm gonna, cause I got your name. I, I, I got your name down pat. I'm Kalia. I know. Go ahead. And I'm Mackenzie. I'm Mackenzie. <laughs> go ahead. You know with your red glasses. She wore red glasses like she knew I was gonna wear red glasses. Well, that I, is your collar. You. It is. Like, you know Ronika, y'all. All right, Deuces. Sydney is not on here right now. She's probably going to pop back in and do something. <laughs> we're probably going to be gone. So what we do, for everyone, wait, let me say it one more time. I appreciate y'all for coming out here. For I appreciate you for talking. Yes. And I'll probably have you invite you again just for another episode, depending on the topic that's yes. going on. I want you to be able to have that comfortability with speaking out loud because when yeah. you get to college, I want you to be confident enough when you walk in them doors to be able to speak and know you have the experience Amen. to speak. It ain't nothing going to happen to you. You know what I'm saying? Don't bite your tongue. You can respectfully check somebody by just yes. giving information, knowledge, you know, and facts, whatever it is that they be, be given. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you got to realize that you are powerful. Amen. You are powerful in your voice. When y'all walk into Eureka High School, y'all don't understand how powerful you are. Mm-hmm. But none of us knew who you were. Mm -hmm. But you're sitting in here with us. And it's just, it's more than us, but people got busy schedules or whatever. They all mm -hmm. professionals or whatever. We all older or, older or whatever, doing things <laughs> or whatnot. So, but understand, when you walk into school, you walk into that classroom, you sit down with your head held high. Amen. So somebody asks you about your first I mean, what about you? <laughs> then look at them just like that. When you get that information right back to them, when you get that energy right back to them, I bet you they sit down. You want attention, I'm going to give you attention. Because when you start speaking, you probably got more knowledge and more vocab than they do. Mm -hmm. I don't give a damn what color your skin is. I promise you that. You gotta and if ready. they ever ask you, you know, how do you feel about the programs being eliminated, speak your truth. I don't know about y'all, but we had parents that, we had a great group of um, parents when we were in the school that were um, activists for, like, they fought for us to do get uh, be able to do a lot of things. And, and I, I believe y'all got a whole different set of group, set of teachers mm -hmm. that, that are there because mm -hmm. a lot of teachers that we had, some are still there. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Miss Highfield, Miss Hines, mm -hmm. she not Hines no more. You know, Miss Mueller, you know, mm -hmm. Tumor, you know what I'm saying? Miss Mark Stevens, all these Miss Stevens, all Ms. these Martin teachers, Miss Kennedy. You know, we had all these teachers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mr. Hoveman was my boy, still my boy to this day, Matt Hoveman. <laughs> That's my guy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's so many. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Miss uh, Smith and Grimshaw and my yes, our, 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 the our people, the council, Miss Kearney, you know, a lot of the councils, some of the principals, Miss Thomas still out there, you know. Uh, I mean, you know, but but times are different now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We have Miss Baker out there, you know, all these all these different teachers that we had out there. I have my coaches, you know what I'm saying? And Grimshaw's are a big deal a part of my life. Yes. You know, big part of my life from kindergarten on up to this net till now. Just had dinner with them or whatever at the residence <laughs> too. The big, big, big impact on my life or whatever. So it's good people, Coach Lamas. I mean, it's just good people out there. And mm-hmm. I don't want people to get this image that oh right. it's just trash. It's not it's trash. High school teachers right. trash. You know, it's just that certain batch. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of us that spoke on here, we spoke good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it occurred, but you know what? The negativity was a minority back then. Yeah. There's no way we dealt with that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I wish you would. Mm-hmm. There you are know, you, positive you things. Place. A lot of positive things came out yeah, of this, man. Yeah, but we're not going to let that outweigh and outshine the negative things we do need to be on. able to speak about and let y'all know how we feel. Yeah, because time, has, time has, has progressed. Things have mm-hmm. came. And so as technology and everything progressed, we seem to be going backwards with some oh, things. Lord. But I don't want that to put that negative image on all mm-hmm. these people who have done so much good. Also, just like anybody else in society who lived down the street or next door to us. Right. You know what I'm saying? So... What I would, and that's what I want to say. You know, shout out to Sydney for she she left. She she didn't like it out there. She left and she got a degree. So one thing that you understand is black women. We all black women sitting right here. Shout out to all the black women because all of us got our degrees. No matter what school we went to, that school does not determine who you are. Amen. You determine who you are. You determine your outcome in life. It is you. Not that education, not those teachers, nobody. You do not have to become a negative product of your circumstances. Amen. You dealt with all this, but you use it as a testimony. Amen. We're able to speak to you and from a testimony point of view because we've been there already and look at us now. So my, my thing to you is my job is to motivate, influence, and inspire. So when you walk into those doors, don't miss school. You walk into those doors with your head, head held high. You speak your piece, you do your work, and you handle business. And when you walk across that stage, you walk across the stage, put your hand up in the air and let them know, no matter what y'all threw at me, I ran with it. Mm-hmm. And you go to the next phase of life and you be able to help the next person like you helping your siblings. You understand? I want you to be great. I want you to do what you need to do. Handle business, respect your peers, respect your family. Don't disrespect nobody. You can respectfully check somebody. Remember that though. Remember that though. <laughs> Don't bow down to nobody, baby, because y'all got some voices and Amen. they're powerful. And you're sitting here with a lot of women who are really acknowledging your voice. And there's a lot of mm-hmm. people that's going to hear this that's going to acknowledge your voice. You have been heard. Welcome to the Angels Online. Amen. Everybody got to give me a good people, good people before you depart. We're going to start with Sydney. Sydney, give us a good people, good people. Good people, good people. Ooh, hey. My God. Honey. Good people, good people. Roll with it. Good people, good people. Huh? Good people, good people. Huh? Good people, good people. Oh, that's right. Bam. <laughs> good people, good people. And you know what I'm ending with, ladies and gentlemen. Good people.